0: Welcome to the Fat Talks Podcast, here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tomi Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tomi Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat transfer from waistline to bottom line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks by Tommy. Today is the second part of possibly a three or four part series um, of my learnings and lessons from the just concluded International Women Leaders Conference that held in Dubai. So like I said, I am going to share my lessons from this conference because I really do believe that many more people, many more people than the people who attended should benefit from the amazing experience that we were exposed to, all the le- learnings, all the inspiration, all the lessons. So, if many of us, many more of us, should share what we learned, then, you know, this gospel will go round. And anyway, so, this is my attempt at sharing what I learned. Um, the very first part, so if you haven't listened to the first part, please listen to the first part before listening to this one. I'm still on day one. Um, The keynote speaker from day one, the first keynote speaker from day one was Mrs. Shola David Boha. I shared her profile in the first part of this series. So please go and listen to that. And I also shared the first part of her keynote speech. Please go and listen to that and my learnings and lessons from that. So this is the second part and the conclusion of her keynote speech and of course my perspective and my learnings and lessons from that so what I'm really trying to say is go and listen to the first part if you haven't already so when I spoke on the first part I concluded um, that part introducing what the second part would be I remember saying that Mrs. Bo has shared on the virtues that we will need for what she identified to be three stages in our work lives, early career, mid-career, and the C-suite. So I'm going to start with the early career and her thoughts on what we need to be and the virtues we need to have and the mindset we need to imbibe if we are to thrive through our early career. So she said that there are three key words to be noted in in our early career. Number one, learning. Number two, professionalism. And number three, teamwork. So let's take them one by one. With learning, she said, first and foremost, there is no replacement for learning by doing. That really got me there is no replacement for learning by doing for learning by doing so this tells me that of course we should try to gain knowledge in any way we can we can gain knowledge in a formal institution we can gain knowledge um, by taking courses by reading books all that is noble and is advisable and it's something i would still recommend and i'm sure she will too but everything you learn by doing, apart from the fact that they stick because these are first-hand experiences, none of them are wasted. So for me, it was important to realize that even the things I learned in error, even the mistakes I made, even the parts I may have felt I shouldn't have taken, everything counts. If you are learning by doing, doing could also involve making mistakes Doing could also involve not getting the right outcome or the outcome you were expecting. But the learnings are never a waste of time. And nothing can take those lessons from you. Nothing can replace learning by doing. Experience is the best teacher. We all know this. And this is what you must immerse yourself in in the early years. Learning like I had mentioned earlier, is power from my own experience. Again, listen to the first part to understand what I'm um, referencing. Learning is power. Your learnings become your asset. So this is not the season to shy away from getting your hands dirty. This is the season to volunteer as much as you can and to show up whenever there is a need for assistance. Learning must be prioritized. And learning from doing even more so. This is not the season to make decisions just based on how much you get in terms of money. This is the season to expose yourself to as much experience as you can so that you can learn from doing. The next key word was professionalism. Mrs. Boha said something here that was quite profound for me something that I could relate to. She said, you and your position are not the same. I'm quoting her here. You and your position are not the same. She made this very personal too. She said, as a conservative introverted woman, she had to put her persona aside and become the woman her office required her to be. She had to show up in the boardroom, not just as um, an introverted, timid woman, but she had to show up self-assured and confident because that is who she needed to be. Your personality type may be introverted or extroverted, but professionalism is paramount and that must guide you. Many of us limit ourselves by our personalities. You are reserved and conservative, so you cannot possibly be a fashion designer, right? Because the stereotypical designer is obnoxious, a diva, a fashionista, is outlandish with fashion. Well, I am a fashion designer, and I am none of those things. As a professional, though, I create clothes people love to wear in a space they enjoy to be in. I attend events and look the part because I will be judged by my appearance wherever I go, representing my brand and even my industry. Mrs. Boha is an example of showing up as your authentic self and getting the world to adjust and ultimately celebrate you. I adore her for this. The third point was on teamwork. She said you cannot make it on your own. You know, we all know this, but somehow most of us still try to make it on our own. I think this relates to all the three phases in your career, whether it's the early, mid, or the C-suite, right? You can't make it on your own. We have to find and build our support system. Mrs. Boha said she had to learn to leverage on other people's strength and also let other people leverage on hers. She gave a caveat here though. In working with other people and particularly when you are courting partnerships and going into business, she said, and I quote here, there is no legal agreement that can capture every situation in a contract. Ultimately, you are left with the character of the person. Ain't that the truth? I have learned this the the hard way. Character cannot be hidden for very long and when it shows up don't wish it away or make excuses for it believe people when they show you who they are flowery, colourful personalities are nice as the life of the party but when it comes to building your tribe and your team and your support system please let Mrs. Borja's words guide you ultimately, like she said you will be left with the character of the person. The mid-career now. Three words here are opportunity, integration, and challenges. I'm sure many of us can recognize what phase we are in each of these um, stages. Let's talk about opportunity. Mrs. Bo has said that this is a season when opportunities show up. And it is a season to be brave and walk through doors when they open. She admonished us here as women. She said, women are an indecisive bunch. You can't blame us, can you? We wear so many hats and have to ensure that the rest of our lives align with the opportunity that presents itself. While I feel there is a healthy compromise that can be applied here, I do agree with Mrs. Boha and I think... We should be quick to take in opportunities that come our way. Even if those opportunities scare us, even if we don't feel we are a perfect fit for them. By walking through these doors, she said, you expose yourself to new relationships, new tools, new opportunities. Challenges will come and you should be ready for them deal with each one as they come. I think for me that was a problem I had when I when I consider opportunities. I think about the challenges and how I I am not prepared for them. Sometimes I drum up challenges in my head. But you know what? Challenges should be dealt with on a case by case basis. And when those challenges come, you know, I go back to my spiritual roots. The grace to d- deal with those challenges also come alongside them, right? So challenges will come and you should be ready for them. Deal with each one as they come. I know from my own business life that that holds me back from walking through new doors. It is that feeling of unreadiness, you know, that is what holds me back personally, that feeling of unreadiness. I don't think... The opportunity is a good fit for me because I don't feel qualified for it. You can call it imposter syndrome. But I have learned that readiness is a mindset. These days, I jump first and I work it out. Wisdom comes with experience and with age. I am still learning this life skill though. I have to admit, I am not 100% there yet. And I do believe it's a life skill. I'm still haunted by the ghost of opportunities I let slip away, especially when I see people who I consider less qualified than I am grabbing these chances and thriving too. I have to do better. We all have to do better. On integration, Mrs. Boha got us all nodding when she made the statement, life is not about work-life balance but instead work-life integration. I think I stood up here and and they just clapped (laughs) because it rings true. I had never heard this articulated this way before and hearing it from her freed me from the pressure to attain this elusive balance. She said, in your mid-career, you will need to find how to integrate your personal life into your work life and create a symphony that was peculiar to you but works for you. I think it is important to stress this point because many of us don't realize that there is no playbook. What is right is what works for you. Mrs. Ibukwa Weshika reiterated this point in her own keynote speech. She talked about how she had to marry being an effective mother and an effective business person by taking the pressure of school runs off her. So while some people judge her for seemingly being an absent mom in her children's school, her children celebrated her for being there and present for them. Find what works for you and your family and make it work. Challenges Mrs. Boha posed a question to us all here. She asked, What do you, sorry, she asked, Who do you call when challenges come? Isn't that an important question? Who do you call when challenges come? Because they will come. But you need to be deliberate about building those relationships early. Building the relationships from which you can find your your help when challenges come. Also, don't be emotional when seeking professional help. A good friend, she said, may not necessarily be the best lawyer for you. It may not be the lawyer you need in the moment, even though she may be a good friend. Building relationships also means being present for people as well and lending your voice or your hand when they are facing challenges too. These are my words. You know how you feel when someone only calls you when they are in trouble? Well, don't be that person be deliberate about building relationships when the time shows up to be there for someone take it and be there as best as you can finally know how to engage she said make sure you are doing things the right way to navigate a challenge avoid creating new problems in the bid to solve existing ones failure is always a possibility though but wear your failure as a badge of honor. She said a veteran venture capitalist once said to her that he never invests in anyone who has never failed because failure teaches you things success never will. Finally, the C-suite. For those who don't know, the C-suite refers to the executive level managers within a company. Common C suite executives include CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and CIOs, as chief information officers. At this stage, the keywords are number one, governance. Number two, legacy. Number three, grace. So let's go to governance. What did she say about governance? Mrs. Boha said, something here that struck me almost as hard as her opening statement. Remember the very first statement I said got me? You have to listen to the first part to to hear that statement. She said regarding governance at the C-suite, you do the right thing because we want to do the right thing. We do the right thing because we want to do the right thing. You do the right thing because it validates who you are. These are my words. A good person, a woman of integrity, you don't do the right thing because it is rewarded or celebrated. And you certainly don't do the right thing just because of the sanctions you will suffer for not doing things right. When you are accountable first to yourself and your God, you do the right thing even if no one is watching or applauding. This is the highest level of integrity in my opinion and the person I am aspiring to be daily. Doing the right thing may not guarantee wealth, fame or reward but you do it anyway simply because it is who you are. Legacy. On legacy, Mrs. Bohas summarized legacy as to live well, to leave a strong team, to live with relationships intact, and finally, live still with the attitude to continue to serve, albeit in a new capacity. I feel I need to repeat that just for emphasis. Number one, live well. And by leave I mean L-E-A-V-E, not L-I-V-E. You should do that, but in terms of legacy and what she meant here, live well. When you are leaving your organization, when you're retiring, leave well. Leave a strong team behind. So it's not just about you and then what you've built comes all crumbling down when you're absent. Leave a strong team behind. Leave with relationships intact. Relationships are an asset for you, particularly in your retirement years. And finally, live still with the attitude to continue to serve, albeit in a new capacity. She talked about how you can explore other gifts now and use those gifts to serve. Finally, on grace, I was eager to hear her perspective on this because I see Mrs. Boha as one who embodies grace in the way she carries herself and how she wears success and power so effortlessly. To this, she said, Ambition is selfish, but purpose is service. Woo, that got me. Ambition is selfish, but purpose is service. Our lives must be driven by a sense of purpose and not blind ambition. To live a purposeful life, we must understand that the journey is more important than the destination who we become she said is much more important than the destination though building a business or career is tough, we must not be cynical stay open to learning and above all have empathy that was it that was it that was it and that is where we end today's episode This took us about 20 minutes, and I think this is loaded. Like I said, I'm giving you these things in bite size because I want you to go back and chew on it. You know, some of the things she said are really resonated with me here. In fact, there are too many, too many. But I want to touch a little bit on um, what she said about who you are becoming, being more important than the destination, right? I think that is so important for us to, to just stay on a little bit because when we are considering our achievements, we don't usually realize that considering who we have become on the journey to achieving is even more important than what we achieve. If I use myself as an example, entrepreneurship has taught me to be, to be humble. It has taught me to treat people with respect. Entrepreneurship has taught me to be open to learning. It has taught me how to learn. Entrepreneurship has shown me different versions of me. It has taxed me in ways I could could never have thought I could be taxed. Entrepreneurship has stretched me. It has stretched me and it has shown me how strong I am. So when I think about some of my achievements on my journey in building my business, I appreciate who I have become, much more so than the milestones I hit. And I want you to start considering the person you are becoming as an asset. And when we think about it that way, then we are more open to the journey. We allow ourselves to experience the journey, knowing that Even if we don't reach our targeted destination, who we are becoming will still be an asset, no matter what the outcome may be. Nobody can take some of the things that I have learned and who I've become from me. Even if I did not achieve some of my goals, my asset is my character. My asset is is the person I have become. I just thought I wanted to, you know, touch a little bit on that because that really resonated with me and that's one of my personal convictions as well. So that's it. That's it for today's episode. I will be back with part three. Honestly, (laughs) I'm still in Dubai right now, guys. So I have a bit of free time right now. I'm doing this, watching um, a nice view, you know, overlooking the marina. It's lovely. Um, And the beautiful Dubai skyline, absolutely beautiful. So I can do this quite easily. So forgive me if the third part, because I'm going back home tomorrow. So forgive me if the next part doesn't come as quickly. I will try though, because I also want to listen to these um, lessons over and over again so that I also can imbibe them. You know, when you learn something, if you just hear it once, it could fizzle off. But if you hear it again and again and again, you imbibe the lesson. You become one with it. And then you start to live it. You know, that's why when I read a book, I could read it three, four, five times. You know, because I really want to get the meat of it. Um, you know, I, and I'm talking about my self-help books. Anyway, that's it for today. That's it for today. Thank you so very much for listening. Please, I'm taking time out to share these lessons because I really feel... Um, an obligation to share my learnings with my community but i need this lessons to spread i need you to share please share these lessons with your network there are people out there who need to hear it don't be selfish with knowledge share 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 let other people benefit from your growth you know if you are growing and you're growing just for yourself You are not living a life of purpose like um, Mrs. Borja said, right? Ambition is selfish. Remember that point. But purpose is service. So let's serve our community by sharing. So please share this with as many people as you feel need it. Share it with people who couldn't attend the conference. Um, Share with people who did attend the conference. Listen to it over and over again. And I'll be back with the third episode. The third episode will be a whole new speaker. So we are done with Mrs. um, Borja's keynote session. Um, And we'll be going to somebody else. Now, this particular person, I'm not going to tell you her name, but she's a Nobel laureate. And um, she was inspiring beyond words. I have to admit, I had never heard of her before then. And there's a little story there about how she and I actually met before her keynote speech. Very funny story. But you have to listen to the third part to hear that story. Her own keynote address was something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Um, And I'm eager to share this with you. So I will be sharing this on the next episode. Thank you so very, very much for listening. Um, Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Fat Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirutemi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tomirutemi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in please. Thank you and bye.